What is happening? This is your man L Jamal coming through with another edition of Never Out of Bounds. Of course, this is the place where you can say what you want as long as you got the facts. This morning, uh, we'll be going over some college basketball. Of course, there's a new top 25 for the week. Uh, we are wrapping up the college basketball season as we speak. Uh, so we are also going to take a look at the conference races as well. After the rankings, we'll go over the first. Well, I'll go over the Power 5 conferences today. So the major five, uh, that being the Pac-12, the SEC. CC, uh, the Big Ten, the Big Twelve, uh, also um, I said the ACC, the ACC as well, and uh, we'll start off with those major conferences, and then over the course of the week, uh, we'll get through the mid majors and then the smaller conferences as well. Uh, but let's start off uh, with the top twenty-five. Coming in at number twenty-five, we have Michigan. They took a couple losses last week, uh, so they enter this week on the edge. I would even give them, uh, if we're talking about for the tournament. I would even put them on bubble watch. I feel like over the past couple of weeks, they've been slipping a little bit, uh, just enough to put them on the outside uh, looking in. Uh, but let's move on to number 24. We have 19 and 10 Wisconsin. Wisconsin has won six games in a row. Uh, that includes a win uh, 71 to 69 at Minnesota and also a win at number 25 Michigan 81 to 74. Uh, they also have a top 25 victory versus Ohio State 70 to 50, uh, 57. So uh, those two top 25 victories uh, in the past uh, week or so uh, that's pushed Wisconsin all the way to number 24. Uh, they are currently fourth in the Big Ten. They they are 12 and 6. The leader, however, is Maryland, and they are just a game up at 13 and 5. Uh, Wisconsin is currently 26 in scoring. Uh, they average about 69 points a game, and they are led by junior forward Nate Rivers, who averages about 13 points a game and 4.4 assists. At number 23, we have Illinois, who's made another appearance on the top 25. They are currently 20 and 9. They are 14 and 3 at home. They are 6 and 5 away. Uh, they have four wins in a row. Uh, including a 62-56 win at number 20 Penn State. Uh, they are currently 12-6 and six in the Big Ten. Of course, they are tied with uh, Wisconsin and also uh, Michigan State. Uh, Penn State and Iowa, Iowa are also kind of in the mix, just one game back at 11-7. and seven. Uh, They recently re-signed their head coach, Brad Underwood, to a three-year extension, upwards of $4 million over the course of three more years. So they're comfortable with him, and they're looking to ride with him in a, uh, for the long haul, at least for the next few years and they are comfortable where they have we have illinois here at number 23 20 and 9 is their current record at number 22 we have virginia they also have made another appearance on the top 25 uh they are 21 and 7 they currently are riding a six game winning streak including a win over number 12 duke 52 to 50 uh they had three double digits uh, scores in that game versus duke including ford uh mamadi diakati uh he and uh, guard raxton key would have 14 points the Akati would have five rebounds to that, and Key would have also a couple rebounds and eight rebounds to go with that as well. For Jay Huff also provided some help with 15 points and nine rebounds and five uh, nine rebounds and five assists. And uh, excuse me, 
and uh, Virginia was able to hold Duke to just 35 and a half shooting uh, percent shooting on the field and also 23 and a half percent from the three-point line so again a very difficult shooting uh, shooting night for Duke uh, usually that's what Virginia do uh, Virginia does especially lately they're not gonna outscore you by 20 points uh, they are well they are gonna I mean, of course that's how you win uh, but it's not gonna be that much of a margin uh, they're gonna trap you defensively pressure you defensively or shooting to all type of turnovers and mistakes, uh, and they keep the game relatively close. That is Virginia's style. Uh, they have a big game this week, however, versus Louisville on Saturday. Uh, that will determine pretty much where they uh, stand in, in terms of going into the tournament. Uh, at number 21, we have Houston at 22-7. and seven. At number 20, uh, we have Penn State. They are at 21-8, and eight, of course, uh, in the mix for the Big Ten title. Uh, we also have number 19, Ohio State, at 20-9. and nine. At number 18, we have Iowa, who was 20-9. and nine as well at number 17 we have Auburn who's 24 and 5 and at number 16 we have Michigan State who is 20 and 9 as well at number 15 here comes BYU at 24 and 7 they have nine wins in a row uh, their conference tournament uh, in the West Coast Conference will begin on Monday and they finished second in that conference so they pretty much have a second seed and they won't really be uh, they have a, a significant amount of time just to kind of rest until they're even uh, required to play in this tournament so that'll be a factor as well uh but byu has a 99.7 chance of making the ncaa tourney so they pretty bad uh, pretty much wrapped up all their work and when it comes to that this conference tournament will just simply be for seeding for them of course they have a chance uh to have a, a rematch a rubber match uh, have you against uh, gonzaga and that's pretty much where it's going to be uh, that's where the story is in that conference um they are currently 11th in scoring with 80.6 uh, points a game. They're also third in offensive rating with 113.8 offensive rating there. And they also shoot 50.4% from the field and also 42.4% uh, from three. That is first in the country. And uh, that 50.4% from, uh, from the field is fourth in the, in the country. Uh, let's move on to number 14 where we have Villanova. Villanova is 22-7. and seven. So is Oregon at number 13 as well 22 and 7 at number 12 we have duke who is 24 and 6 at number 11 we have creighton who is 22 and 7 at number 10 we have louisville who is 24 and 6 at number 9 we have um, maryland who is 23 and 6 at number 8 we have seton hall who is 21 and 7 we have number 7 florida here uh, Florida State here at 24 and 5. Uh, at number 6, we have Kentucky who is 24 and 5 as well. They are riding the eight game winning streak, including wins uh, 73 to 66 at number 17, Auburn, and also a crucial win on the road uh, against a tournament bound team in LSU, 79 to 76. Uh, for Kentucky, they are currently first in the SEC. Uh, they have a 14 and 2 conference record, and they are 7 and 2 on the road, which means come tournament time, they are definitely a team to look at. They can win on the road. Uh, again, I keep uh, you know you know putting emphasis on winning on the road because again uh the majority well no the entirety of the playoffs are going to be for a lot of people on the road or at a neutral site uh, unless you're at one of those uh at one of those stadiums where they're hosting uh some tournament games again you're on the road and that goes for pretty much i would say a, a good 
portion of those teams. Uh, and uh, for Kentucky, they've been able to hold teams to a 38.6% field goal percentage, which is good enough for 13th in the nation. They also hold teams uh, to, to a 29.9% percentage from the three-point line. So you do not score a lot on them, and your sh shooting percentages are not high versus, the, versus Kentucky as well. So they play really good defense, especially along the perimeter. Uh, they're keeping teams to relatively low field goal percentages, and they're hard to beat, uh, especially on the road. At number five, we have San Diego, who is 28-1. At number four, we have Baylor, who is 26-3. At uh, number uh, three, we have Dayton, who is 27-2. They have the longest winning streak in the nation at the moment at 18 wins in a row. They are 8-0 on the road. Uh, their last one was an 82-67 win versus Davidson. And, um, you know, they play in a in a smaller, weaker conference, that being the Atlantic 10. Uh, but there is... Um, there is, there does seem to be some evidence that they are at least a, a level above the rest of the teams in their conference. They are pretty much blowing these teams out. I'm not too sure what that translates to into other uh, top 25 teams when they go into the tournament, uh, because that'll be the first time they'll be facing them. Uh, but again, uh, they do seem to be a level above uh, the teams within their own conference. They are blowing these teams out. They are winning by a significant margin. So I think that is something to look at. Uh, the Flyers are led by Ford Obadiah Top. He had 23 points uh, versus Davidson in their last win. Uh, he also had 12 rebounds and four assists. Uh, they would shoot 72.3% from the field in that game. Uh, 27 straight made shots. Uh, no team has done that uh, since 2010. Uh, they're currently 16-0 in their conference. Uh, they've won their regular season title, of course, that being in Atlantic 10. So now they're, of course, waiting uh, for their conference tournament, which I'm pretty sure uh, they should be able to run rough shot through. Uh, the top two teams here in the nation, of course, are Gonzaga at 29 and 2, and of course, Kansas at 26 and 3. So, uh, not not too much has changed there, but there's a lot of uh, a lot of movement going on everywhere around them. Of course, this is like the final full week of the season. Uh, teams are trying to solidify their spots in the playoffs, or at least their ranking there for. So it just all depends on where a certain team is. There's a few bubble teams out there that we'll talk about in just a minute. Uh, but let's go through these conference standings real quick. Uh, we're going to start off in the ACC. And... Uh, on top of the ACC, we have Louisville with a 15-4 conference record. Uh, they have to travel to number 22, Virginia, this Saturday. So that's going to be there, and that's going to be their last game. Uh, but it looks, I mean, uh, it's a difficult game, but they just have the one. Florida State does have a, t a couple chances there at number two. They have a, uh, one more game, I believe, before the end of their season. Uh, they are currently 14-4. Uh, their last uh, their last week, they went 1-1. One one. Uh, so they had a loss to Clemson on the road, 69-70. Uh, but they were able to get a win against the, the conference-leading Louisville Cardinal, 82-67 at home. Uh, Florida is currently projected to be a number two seed in the NCAA tournament. So they're a team that's pretty much solidified uh, where they're at. I mean, they're they're going to the playoff. They're going to the, the NCAA tournament, of course. Uh, I think a win in the conference tournament or maybe even winning uh, the next couple of games here uh, would definitely probably push them to a one seed. Um, I don't see them winning the conference tournament. And um, these two games, these two teams have just one game left. But I think 
and I do actually think Florida State game is a little bit easier. Uh, Louisville has to go on the, on the road to face uh, a Virginia team that plays really good defensively, but they were able to blow that Virginia team out though earlier this year. So uh, it's gonna go between uh, either Louisville or Florida State. Uh, just one game really between them. So it'll be interesting to see what kind of goes down this weekend. Duke is still kind of in the mix as well at 14 and five. Uh, they are 17 and uh, sorry, seven and four on the road. Uh, their last game was a 69 to 88 victory. I'm sorry. 88 to 69 victory over NC State last night uh, versus NC State guard Cash Stanley would have 18 points and six rebounds uh, for Duke. They would also have two other scores with double digits. Uh, that would be guard uh, Vernon Carey Jr. and guard Trey Jones. Uh, he would get uh, sorry. Uh, Center uh, Vernon Carey Jr. would have 17 points and seven assists, and uh, guard Trey Jones would have 15 points, four assists, and three rebounds. Uh, Duke would outscore the Wolfpack 50 to 33 in the second half, so a really easy second half for them. Uh, again, we're coming down the pike. Uh, I think Louisville just they might, in my opinion, they have the easiest easiest games to wrap up the season. So I see them holding on uh, just by. Just by the skin of their chinny chin chin chin, uh, but most importantly, because they, I mean, this is so close. That conference, this this regular season race is so close. The conference tournament is going to be bonkers for the ACC. I already know that right now. Uh, of course, um, at number four, uh, you would technically well at number three. Um, yeah, yeah, you could call them a number four team right here. You would have Virginia here. They are 13 and five. Uh, you also have about four teams tied at nine and nine. We're getting to the middle of the pack here. This is a deep conference here, so uh, forgive me. Uh, but there are four teams tied at nine, nine and nine in the ACC. That is Clemson, uh, Syracuse, uh, and Notre Dame, uh, and also Georgia Tech. Uh, you also got NC State here at nine and ten, and Boston College here at seven and eleven. At the bottom, uh, with a six and twelve record you have three teams here with wake forest miami and also virginia tech oh as well as pittsburgh here right below them at 6 and 13 and rounding out the bottom uh we have uh north carolina here a very down year for them they finished uh 5 and 13 in conference play they finished 12 and 17 overall they do have a two-game winning streak but it's too little too late i think this might be roy williams their longtime head coach i think he's been there for you know over almost 30 years about uh, since i've been alive maybe even a little bit maybe a little bit shorter than that but uh i think it might be his last hurrah there at that school right there uh that team has too much of a high standard to have a season like that uh no matter who's coaching him so i will be interested to see uh if he doesn't retire or they fire him at the end of the season not being the head coach for uh, north carolina uh, roy williams uh, let's move on to the big 10 uh, at the top of the big 10 we have the maryland who is 13-5 their last game however was a loss 66 to 78 versus number 16 michigan state michigan state is one of those teams that i feel that could probably snatch this conference um if maryland isn't paying attention uh they have a remaining schedule that consists of a game at Rutgers, which is going to be tonight uh they also have a top 25 game versus michigan on sunday uh they are currently led by their senior guard anthony cowan 16 points a game 3.6 rebounds 4.7 assists they're currently 36 in total defense with 63.8 points allowed uh they also uh 40 i'm sorry 13th in field goal percentage uh actually they are 13th in the field goal percentage that they allow uh, they only give up a 43.8% uh, shooting percentage to teams. Uh, they are also six uh, in rebounds as well. So they're a good rebounding team, but pretty solid defensive 
team. Uh, they're doing just enough right now uh, to remain on top of the Big Ten, but it's a really close race. Like I said, there's three teams tied at 12 and 6 for second place. Uh, we have Illinois, Michigan State, and Wisconsin. Uh, for Michigan State, they have two straight top 25 victories, uh, one of them being over uh, Iowa, 78 to 70. Uh, they have a Mm, a pretty difficult remaining schedule here. Uh, they got to travel to number 16 Penn State tonight, and they also will be go well. They also will be hosting number 19 Ohio State on Sunday. Uh, Cassius Winston, their starting point guard, is the Big Ten's uh, men's basketball player of the week for the second time this season and the seventh time in his career. Uh, he averaged 20 points, seven and a half rebounds last week, and also four rebounds. Of course, we you know, top 25 victories, of course. Uh, he would have 20 points in both games. Uh, he would have six assists versus Maryland. He'd also go five uh, five or six from three in that game. And in the game versus Iowa, he would have 20 points, like I said, and nine assists, and he would shoot uh, over 50% from the field. So, again, Cassius Winston is hot. That is going to be, uh, I think, him and in the, in the, in, in, in him and the combo of, uh, well, Cassius Winston and Xavier Tillman, Tillman that, that combo will will have to come through in order for them to snatch this title. But I, I'm kind of rooting for Michigan State. Uh, I'm not really buying Maryland right now. Um, just Michigan State just seems like the more the more tried, battle-ready team. They've been through a whole lot. Um, they've had to scrap this entire season. I trust Michigan State, especially going into the tournament. Uh, but we're going to talk a little bit about Penn State and Iowa. They are tied at 11-7 and seven, uh, for third place. Right behind them, you have Ohio State in the fourth place spot at 10-8. and eight. In the middle of the pack, we have two teams tied at 9-9. Nine and nine. That would be Michigan and Rutgers. Uh, I, they both have made appearances in the top 25. Uh, I'm pretty sure, as a matter of fact, uh, last time I checked, Rutgers is a bubble team, uh, which means they could or could not make it to the playoffs of the tournament. Uh, this will, this the last part of this weekend will pretty much decide that, probably even the conference tournament as well. Uh, Michigan isn't an outright bubble team, but I'll place them there, nine and nine in in the conference. Uh, they have a very poor road record. I would put them there. Uh, and finally, uh, near the bottom, we have uh, Indiana and Purdue both. Uh, stand at eight and eight and ten. We have Minnesota here at seven and eleven, and uh, we have uh, Nebraska and Northwestern, uh, both the last place teams, uh, two and sixteen in conference play. Uh, both teams have just won seven games overall. Uh, so let's take a let's take a move to the Big Twelve. Uh, starting uh, starting with number one, of course, we have the top two teams in the nation. Well, well, two of the top teams in the nation, of course, Baylor uh, and Kansas State. For Baylor, they're of course number one in the conference with a 15-1 conference record. Baylor is 15-2. Uh, for Kansas, they are 10-1 away. Their last game was a 62-58 win versus their rival Kansas State. Uh, their remaining uh, schedule consists of TCU uh, tomorrow night, and also they have to travel to Texas Tech, who is a scrappy team as of lately. Uh, they have to travel there on Saturday. Uh, for Kansas, they are currently ninth in total defense. They only give up about 60 point, 60 and a half points a game. Uh, they also fourth in defensive rating at 88 Point four. They are 63rd in steals and also 24th uh, in blocks. Uh, they are third in field goal percentage allowed at 37.6. So they play a pretty damn good defense as well. They force steals and they give blocks. So and also uh, their their point presence is very uh, is there. Uh, Azubuki, uh, they're starting power forward or. Center, however you want to call him, he's a really dominant presence in the paint. I saw him in that Baylor game, uh, making a whole bunch of plays underneath the rim, whether he's blocking somebody, getting a crucial uh, offensive rebound, 
or taking it to the rim. Azubuki, their main power forward, that is uh, probably their biggest charges offensively for Kansas. Uh, I, I, I'm taking them, of course, to win the conference tournament and uh, the regular season tournament as well. I think they've, they've done enough. They've got a couple games left, uh, but they're definitely winnable. Uh, for Baylor, they are 9-1 uh, and one on the road as well. Uh, their last game was a, a, a win in overtime versus Texas Tech last night, 71-68. to uh, Versus Tech uh, guard Devion Mitchell would be the leading scorer for Baylor with 17 points, 6 rebounds, and 2 assists. Guard Devontae Bandu would have 18. Actually, he would be the leading scorer with 18 points, 4 assists, and 3 rebounds. Uh, Bailey would shoot 41.7% from three. Uh, they also have 17 offensive rebounds and 13 steals. So they can steal the ball and play some pretty good defense as well. Um, you know, Kansas won the head-to-head. So I would not be surprised if Kansas is able to sneak out of the Big 12, at least the conference of the regular season uh, with the conference title. In the middle of the pack, we got Texas Tech here. Uh, they are currently on bubble watch. Uh, they are 3-7 and seven at, uh, sorry, 3-7 and seven on the road, 1-6 uh, versus the top 25. Uh, this is one of those teams that I don't think that have done enough to cross over the threshold. They've had some really close games this year. Uh, they are one and six over the top 25, but those margins of victories are pretty close between three or four points. Uh, if you look at uh, the game last night versus Baylor, uh, that game down that came down to like a three points and a couple buckets near the end of the game there they could have pulled off an upset and that's kind of what their season has been about david uh, moretti from italy uh he's still been their lead scorer a really solid uh leader on that team uh, knows how to get uh, the open shot knows how to pass the ball as well but overall it's a very difficult year for texas tech they are eight and eight in conference play uh, i would say on the outside looking into any tournament uh possibilities uh also tied at eight and eight we have oklahoma state sorry Oklahoma and Texas. Um, we also got uh, Texas here. We also got sorry two teams here tied at 79. Uh, that being TCU and another team, of course, uh, West Virginia that was in the tournament last year, uh, but has not had a, some does not really have great success this year. So again, on the outside looking in, and at the bottom uh, we have a few teams here that are well. We have a couple teams here that are tied at five and eleven. Uh, that being Oklahoma State. And also Iowa State, and at the bottom, uh, completely the last place team here in the Big 12 will be Kansas State, who is tw uh, two and 14. We're gonna move on to the Pac-12. Uh, of course, UCLA has fought and clawed their way, uh, had a few upset wins to get here. Uh, we have US UCLA here at the top of the Pac-12, going into the final week of the year. Uh, they are 12 and five in conference play. They have one more game remaining uh, at USC. It's a rivalry game, so that game could go either way. That's just how rivalry games are. Uh, so. They're not out the woods just yet. Uh, they've won seven games in a row, however. Uh, like I said, they have a first-round bye in the conference tourney. That is, they are able to get past USC. I believe this is their second place. They're in second place. I still think they would get that, that conference bye that conference tournament uh, first round by anyways. Uh, so they wouldn't have to play uh, in the first round of conference tournament is what I'm saying. Even if they finished uh, in second place. If they finish in second, first or second place, I'm pretty sure they don't have to play a first round game. But anyways, they're being led by uh, junior guard Chris Smith, who averages 13 points a game and also a little bit over five rebounds. Uh, moving on, we have Oregon here, who is 11 and five. Like I said, right up on UCLA. I think they have a couple of big threes over UCLA as well. Uh, you, uh, Oregon 
Berkeley will be host will actually will have to travel to Berkeley uh, this week, and they will also be hosting Stanford. Uh, that is the remaining that is their remaining schedule. It's definitely winnable. Uh, guard Chris Durante will miss the rest of the season, but that will be a blow for them. Uh, he has an injury to his shooting hand, which will require surgery. He is the best defender on the team, and he currently, he currently averaged about 12 points and 5.6 rebounds on 41.4% shooting. Uh, this is the year, however, for the Ducks of Peyton Pritchard. Uh, he will have to step up tremendously. Uh, 20 points a game, 4.3 rebounds, and 5.4 assists on 46.1% field goal, 46.1% uh, 40, shooting. We have mentioned that before. Uh, he is the Pac-12 Player of the Week for the second time this season. Uh, he had 38 points last week. Um, last week as well as four rebounds and six sorry four six and six rebounds in an overtime win versus number 24 arizona uh he is currently 20th actually well they were 24 at the time uh they had he had 20 points in the first half and he's also a finalist for the bob Cousy award which is which is the award in college basketball for the best point guard so uh if the ducks are going to do it especially pulling off their conference tournament um especially or even their regular season uh conference title which is in the in the works uh they might have to just you know pack i mean they have a couple games left that are winnable but again uh they might uh, have a better showing in the tournament we'll see um Peyton Pritchard is their X factor. If he steps, if he steps up, uh, they're good. Everything goes to him, especially now since Chris Duarte is out. Uh, this team uh, is average at rebounding, but this team can shoot pretty decently, uh, especially again with. Pritchard on the floor. Uh, they do have some range from three as well. Uh, the question is, can they play some solid defense over the next couple of weeks, uh, improve their standing going into the tournament? Um, yeah, that's the, that's going to be the main thing. And how far can Peyton Pritchard go? Those going to be the main questions for Oregon. At number three, we have Arizona State. They are at 10 and six in the conference. In the middle of the pack, we have USC and Colorado, both tied at 10 and seven. Colorado had a really good chance to take away the conference uh, within the past couple of weeks, but they've lit a few road games slip uh, they lost to UCLA which they shouldn't have done uh, they lost to Oregon at some point in time which they should not have done so there's a few losses here that they should not have had and it just took them directly out of competition uh, at, a, at 10 and 7 here um, they they have a good they have a chance to finish second but I don't I don't see them snatching it from, from UCLA at this point um, we got Cal here at 79, another difficult year for them. Oh, Arizona, oh, before I get to Cal being at 79, we also got Stanford and Arizona also tied at 9-7. and seven. Um, At the bottom of the conference, uh, we have Washington State here in Utah. They, are, they both have six wins here, 6-10 uh, and 10 for Washington, Utah 6-11. Oregon State is 5-11, and 11, and Washington is 3-13. and 13. Uh, To finish everything off, we're going to move to the SEC, of course. Uh, at the top of the SEC, we have Kentucky here with a 14-2 conference record. Uh, at number two, we have LSU and Auburn both tied at 11-5. Uh, for LSU, they are 20-9 overall. Their last game was a W, 64-50 uh, versus Texas A&M. I believe they are a bubble team as well, uh, but they do have a, a winnable remaining schedule with games at Arkansas tomorrow night, and they also have a, a pretty easy game. Excuse me, pretty easy game against a bottom dweller in uh, Georgia. 
for Auburn. They are four and five on the road. Not a really good sign in my opinion. They are zero and two against the top team, Kentucky. Uh, they are currently at least the top team in the conference, Kentucky. Uh, they are currently 29th in scoring with 77.9 points a game. They are 15th in rebounds and 10th in offensive rebounds. Uh, at third, uh, we have Mississippi State and Florida. They are both tied at 10 and six. At fourth, we have South Carolina, who is tied at nine and seven. Uh, we're getting to the middle of the pack here. We have three teams tied at eight and eight, that being Bama, Tennessee, and Texas A&M. We have Missouri and Arkansas here tied at six and 10. And at the bottom, we have Ole Miss and Georgia tied at five and 11. And then uh, of course, Vanderbilt is the very last place team here at one and 15. All right, y'all, I'm going to call it a wrap for today. Uh, my next episode, I will have a word on the street segment. I will also be going over some NFL news as well. Of course, we have a draft combine to talk about the draft that's on the way. Uh, I plan to go over some more college basketball as well. Of course, we have to go uh, through the mid-major conferences, that being the Big East, the Mountain West. Uh, we also go through, uh, I think it would be the... Mm, the Atlantic 10 where Dayton's at so a couple more conferences to go through so we'll be talking some conference play uh, conference tournaments as well uh, we also will be going over the seating for the NCAA the big the big most important tournament that's what I'm going to call it right now we're going to be going over that as well over the week uh, over the next couple of weeks I'm not going to rush myself too much because there is some top there is a top 10 list I want to go through of course I have my part 2 top 10 video game soundtrack so we're going to do some of that uh, just some other things you know that are not sports related that I do want to get into so there's still a lot of my plate to get done uh, we are just wrapping up with Black History Month so oh yeah yeah we'll just get to it when I yeah we'll get to it when it's ready when it's good and ready just like uh what do you call it uh little Caesar's hot and ready when it's ready it's gonna be hot and y'all gonna love it so um for now we'll call it a wrap if you all are gonna get in touch with me you can hit me up on my email at ljbutler75 at gmail.com that is e-l-j-b-u-t-l-e-r 75 at gmail.com once again that is ljbutler75 at gmail.com e-l-j B-U-T-L-E-R 75 at gmail.com. I have a Facebook page and an Instagram as well at L Jamal Johnny E-L-J-A-M-A-H A-D-J-A-N-I. Once again, that is E-L-J-A-M-A-H-A-D-J-A-N-I. Also the Facebook page for the show as well at Never Out of Bounds. You can find me there. I have content, uh, content links, so on and so forth. But for now, I am signing out. Uh, if anybody hasn't told you yet, I love you. Peace out. One love. And I will highlight y'all y'all later.